Hi, and welcome to Journey to a Savvy Senior Life. I'm your host, Lynn Fontaine. It's been a while since my last podcast. No reason why, and yet many reasons why. Like everyone, I've been trying to understand and deal with a pandemic, closures, absence of social encounters, and missing family and friends. Since we've all been through this ad nauseum, I feel really no need to speak about it here. Instead, I have an intro poem. I struggle with what to say about the events of today. Would anyone here above the fray? If so, would they care anyway? My son, his wife, and kids will hear that it's really for them that I fear. Please think, ask questions, keep an open mind and a receptive ear. We don't pine for the past, only the rights and freedoms slipping our grasp. Take a good look at what hangs in the balance, then make a measured and determined stance. That's all that I ask. Like pretty much everyone, I'm attempting to reconcile my feelings, thoughts, and emotions about what's happening in our country today. Should I say anything? Is it enough to say something? I can't just follow blindly and willingly. To say no out loud is at least somewhere to start. How do we preserve the country that afforded us so much? Where do we go from here? As a retiree, I wonder what environment our grandkids will grow up in. How will our kids cope with the shift in landscape? Are they really woke? Or are they caught in a mainstream and social media frenzy leading everyone away from the American dream? Where one is forced or shamed into believing what the media espouse? Or fend accusations of being racist, misogynistic, or a conspiracy theorist. The idea that many contributing factors or groups may be part of a plan seems possible. A change is underfoot, a change of huge consequence and grave importance. Now is the time for civil conversation a kind of dialogue that fosters communication and understanding. No blame, no need to agree, just listen enough to hear. Attempt to understand and respond, if you even want or need to respond. But there's simply no need to shut it down, cancel it, or shame it. So where do we go from here? Can we separate our voices from the noise? Maybe by going one-on-one. What can we do in our everyday life, everyday social encounters? Personal, not social media. Social media is where the noise lives. What changes can we affect in our daily routine? Maybe tell a customer service agent that you want to stay on the line and take the survey regarding her great service. Or say, hi, how are you, to a sales clerk before asking where to find a certain product. Tell your car salesman that because of him, buying the perfect car 
although maybe not at the perfect price, was actually fun. Or hold the door open for someone, even while distancing. But please let the person coming out of the space go before you try to enter. You know, this used to be an unwritten courtesy. I think it needs to be written. Genuinely thank people, not the cursory thanks. Actually look them in the eye. Small kindnesses can change a person's day, theirs and yours. Let's be cognizant of our individual behavior and actions and be accountable for any harm or injury caused. Learn from the past and focus on making changes for the better. This does not mean that we are responsible for the sins of our fathers. Donning a hair shirt and claiming that you are making amends for the sins of previous generations just feels phony and feeble. It might make you feel better, but it's not supposed to be about you. I recently read that to be bad isn't human nature. It's a choice. And you know, I believe that to be the case because my initial tendency is to be nice. In fact, I apologize when someone crashes into me. I silently ask myself what I'm apologizing for, but who cares? It diffuses any possible anger and it costs me nothing. I'm not alone in this knee-jerk niceness because my sister does the exact same. However, I do know there are some who will play chicken before moving out of another's way, but that's a character flaw and not a human nature thing. So let's think about that. What if we aren't always fighting base urges? What if being mean or pushy or rude is a learned or developed trait? That means those of us choosing to be nice are not an anomaly. We are the norm, the majority. We choose good over bad. Why does anyone need to believe that they are innately bad or grossly selfish in order to grow? I do not accept that we are innately bad. I don't believe that it's in our nature to be malicious. It is a choice. In fact, it goes against everything that I know about myself and my family and my friends. For the most part, we have opted to be good and fair and to do the right thing. I say for the most part because who hasn't had to fight a reactive urge to get angry when pushed? But why is society working to make evil doing something universal, understandable, even palatable? Is it to make it seem more justifiable and therefore forgivable? If so, why? I don't have the answers. What I do have is sadness, fear, exasperation, and many questions about the direction that mainstream media would have us believe we are headed. I don't hate America. I have always believed in what America stands for and still stands for in the hearts of most of us who are actually living in the mainstream, not the media who claims to portray the mainstream. I believe in a sovereign nation with laws. We deserve protection from harm, theft, 
are quite simply from the loss of our freedom. The freedom to protect our cities, our citizens, our property. Rights that were considered heretofore inalienable. What has changed? Who are those that want to destroy our cities, our people, our nation? And why? To what end? What is the real agenda of those funding the anti-American violence? It's okay to ask these questions. In fact, it's our duty. Question and assess. Are we experiencing good versus evil? People versus power? It feels to me that everyday people are fighting to retain their rights, freedom, and property, while the powerful fight to remain in power. It feels like a fight for balance and reason and for doing what is right. What will our weapon be? Our vote? Is that enough? It's important, but it may take more to stem the tide. I have to vehemently resist a movement that I disagree with. I stand with American ideals, rights, and freedom for all, unabashedly. I don't expect to accomplish much by openly addressing these feelings. It just seems impossible not to, as this chaos is not the normal pre-election jitters. I have to take a stand against the destruction of this great country. As this podcast is from a senior citizen's perspective, I also need to consider what this volatile landscape means to retirees financially. I know that we are always anticipating and forecasting the financial effects of an election, but this time it feels more serious, even ominous. There's more at stake than Democrat versus Republican. It's our way of life, our social system, and our economy. Do we need to hedge against a market fall? Get out of the stock market? Keep one foot in? Sell everything? Take our money and go off grid? We have worked and saved for these golden years and cannot afford any financial missteps. We can't wait for a correction because we're in it real time. Our retirement plan was always based on the assumption that a nest egg plus Social Security would get us through and keep us from being a burden to our kids. And if all went accordingly, maybe even leave an inheritance. I know that most people try to reconcile their observations or opinions on social media, but that's not my platform. I just wanted to talk and share my mood with no one or everyone. I just had to add a ripple to the water for whatever it's worth. Thank you, and God bless America.